Hi everyone and welcome back to But Where Are You From? So thank you to everyone who listened to the second episode of But Where Are You From? The second episode of the second series where I talked with my good friend Kai in my first Conversations with an Ex series. It's not really a series because I'm running out of exes. There's not that many that are willing to do this, just to let you know. (laughs) But it's been good fun and we're doing it again today. Um, But I've had so many messages from people just very, very complimentary about Kai, as expected, because he is incredible, incredible. And a few people have said that they've started following him and really enjoy his content and the books that he reads. So thank you very much. I actually listened to that episode around 10 times, I think, in total, because it was quite interesting for me just listening to a a debrief of me talking with an ex and also just rehashing all the memories, all the conversations that I've had with Kai before. Um, I actually had a really good little cry in bed the other week because I was just thinking about how grateful I am to him as a person who has helped me beyond belief. So this week has been a pretty, pretty triggering week. Um, I won't go into it because I really want to create a safe space for people to enjoy content on here. So if you want to check it out, I've got this highlight on my stories called Dominoes, where you can find out all about what's happened so far. Um, But it's been a week of realisation that we can't do this alone when it comes to individualism in terms of activism work. And it always falls back on people of colour to call things out, I've noticed. Um, So... One thing to bear in mind with our white friends, if you see something, you should be the one doing the work, not just people of colour. It's unfair because we have to go through the emotional responses of something that we see as well as doing the work. Whereas you as a white person, it's less emotional for you, I would say. We need to all do this together and that means relying on our white friends to amplify and share and support our voices. Moving on to that, if you'd like to donate to Be Seen, which is our grassroots movement started by myself and five other East and Southeast Asian women to fund our advocacy work for the price of a coffee, that's right, a coffee, mine's an oat milk decaf latte in case you're wondering, then head to coffee.com forward slash it's Vivial and that's spelled ko-fi.com forward slash it's Vivial and it would really really help and mean a lot because we have got some big plans for this year we are really trying to ramp up our activity when it comes to our content the people that we work with uh, events that we're putting on and so any funds that you can spare that you'd usually spend on a coffee at Starbucks or your local independence please consider heading to my page and donating and 100% of any donations goes towards BC and from now on So leading on to the episode, I have John Clapper, who was the person who created this jingle, but where are you from? So he's done a lot for me. He's great. We did go through a lot together in our relationship. Um, John was really the only solid, healthy relationship that I've had. We were together for just over two years and we we were best mates. We were really, really close. I asked him questions that he's never been asked before. So 
It was really interesting hearing his response. And I do rinse him for filth. But before we start cancelling John, because <laughs> he doesn't need cancelling. He's a very nice person. He was extremely open to learning and understanding. So any white men listening, please take note as this is how we listen, learn, and we grow. And so I would really implore you to share this with any non-EC friends, see what they think, because I think the conversations that we had were typical of a white man dating someone who is a person of colour. So it was really, really important to have those discussions and those conversations and ask those questions, which I kind of blindsided him a bit with, and he took it very, very well. So let's listen with an open mind. I hope you enjoy. It was actually a very, very cathartic conversation. If you want to follow or stalk my ex, he is John underscore Clapper on Instagram and Twitch. And yes, that's his real name. He's a musician and his surname is Clapper. Who'd have thought? So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, three, two, one. Wait, what? Why did you take so long? You didn't clap with me. Right, well, I actually did in terms of what, so we must be on a delay. Wait, three, two, one. <laughs> You're like a second slower every time you clap. <laughs> it doesn't really matter because you only need it from your side, don't you? Yeah, that's true. But still... <laughs> You want to feel official. Um, okay, well, welcome, John Clapper, my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Thank you for joining the pod. Um, people might know John Clapper from, well, I've talked about you throughout the first series because you created our jingle and people sing it now. How weird is that? I know, yeah. That was such a. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really pleased that you let me do that for you because it was that wasn't you asking me to do it. I, mm. I reached out to you and you said, did, "Hey, do you want a jingle?" Because I, I was uh, trapped on a ship at the beginning of the pandemic. I think. Oh, I really I appreciate it. No, that. no, it must have been before that. It. You were kind of like, yeah, no, you were on the ship. You were on no, the yeah, cruise yeah. ship still because uh, yeah, you're you're a musician. Many guests at the time, yeah. and I uh, I had very little to do, so mm. it was really nice to have a little project. I love it, you know. I literally, I'm not tired of it at all. <laughs> I sing it quite a lot and then I have people singing it to me as well on um... well people have to hear it a lot because it's the beginning of every single one of your podcasts yeah. isn't it yeah I love <laughs> it and I don't know whether you know but we've scrapped how Asian are you yeah I love it but then I was like oh I'm running out of like stereotypes, <laughs> and then also, <laughs> yeah, I, <can> imagine. <laughs> I just uh, I wondered whether it was going to get problematic at some point. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> need to think of a new quiz format that works. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh. Yeah. Sure. Uh. So. Um. I'm John. Um. John Clapper. If you want to be. <laughs> That's his real name, by the way, everyone. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, so we what dated for like two years. No, you, what did you? What do you do? First of all, talk about you oh, first. Right. <laughs> what do you do? Where do you come from? Um, so I'm uh, I'm from Rochdale. Um, <laughs> I, well, I'm a I'm a southern-born northerner. So I was born down south, and then I grew up in the north. Um, and then uh, I sort of became a musician, really, like straight out of university. Um, I was teaching when I met you. I was still a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, over the last sort of three or four years, uh, I moved to London and mm-hmm. started doing music full time. And then over the last 
sort of two, three years. Um, I say I've been living in London, but in reality, I've actually kind of just been living sort of nomadically, doing work on cruise ships and mm. um, uh, recently even a ski resort in Japan. So cool. <laughs> um, so bars cool. in Denmark and stuff like that. So I've been working sort of internationally, which is really fun, on top of just traveling for fun as well. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Because when, when we met, we were both, I was living in Manchester. Well, was I? Yeah, Manchester, Didsbury. You were living in Rochdale. And we had like, that That was our lives. And then we moved to London together. And then like your music career kind of like, well, I guess it was after we broke up really that you started to throw yourself into the music stuff and traveling and everything like that. Yeah, I think um, in a way, like, our relationship was kind of a big catalyst for both of us sort of career wise. Mm. Well, it certainly was for me because mm. I think that like seeing you and living in Didsbury and, and, and like having these aspirations and then we moved to London. I moved to London, certainly like for you, it wasn't so much, but for me, it was on a whim. Cause like mm-hmm. <laughs> you got this great job with Gleam and mm-hmm. I wanted to be encouraging. So <laughs> and you were like worrying about the fact that you'd have to probably move to London. And I remember just being like, Oh, don't worry. If you move to London, we're probably going to move in together at some point. Might as well just move to London with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the job, which was great. Um, and then we came down and then I had about something like three or four months when I had a job, but I couldn't start it yet because I needed to wait till the beginning of the school term. Mm-hmm. So during that time I was doing anything I could to make money. So I was busking and stuff. And yeah. that was where I discovered that I can do like music as a full-time job yeah so like it's all sort of I think definitely that our relationship and us moving to London together yeah was a massive catalyst for for me yeah um yeah totally. and I think you being in London and doing that job in Glee was a big catalyst for you breaking away from that and mm. doing something on your own yeah yeah wow. totally yeah you were like a house husband for a while weren't you like yeah, I was, you, a little while. I was so a great I was like coming home from work dinner would be on the table wouldn't be <laughs> a very good dinner but it would no, be on the table it was all right it was good it was more than edible <laughs> 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 and then like you'd clean oh, I was so grateful because I fucking hate doing the housework but yeah I was very very grateful for that you clean the bathroom all the time I'd leave it in a mess I'd leave everything in a mess and you just clean it up <laughs> Yeah, I think that at that point in my life like I I've kind of done life the wrong way around a little Mm. bit like I'm sort of living in my 20s now even though I'm like now getting on to my (laughs) (laughs) mid-30s like I'm I'm sort of like living in house shares and and doing all that stuff but when I I hadn't done that you've never done that actually have you no house share thing yeah that's true that's good though so so we'll get on to that more um I want to talk about where did we meet and our first date so do you remember where we met uh well it's classic uh, modern day love story wasn't it it was, it was <laughs> tinder tinder <laughs> you were the first boyfriend that i met from tinder you were the um first date i ever had on tinder yeah out 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 of like a really long-term relationship that you had yeah. so that was it was actually i remember at the time because you'd only been single for a few months hadn't you yeah it's pretty, it pretty weird that <laughs> I'd gone from like a really long relationship and I think it was me trying to like, I don't know, move on a bit and then yeah. trying to be play the field because I'd never dated in my entire life because mm. the girl I'd been with prior um, had been like just someone I met at school. Type mm. thing. So I'd never, I'd never dated. Mm. Um, how old was I? 27. I had never dated. Were you 27? I useless. I can't believe you put up with me to be honest. No, no, I it think, it, a nightmare. no, I think it was, um, it's one of the healthiest relationships that 
if not the healthiest relationship that I've ever had. Um, and I, I hadn't dated that much, really. Like, I had three boyfriends, but, but they were like young relationships. And the one yeah. before you didn't really count because he was a knobhead and we weren't, I didn't <laughs> feel like there was like a unity as such. Um, do you, so do you remember our first date? What did we do? Um, we went to, uh, you know what? I remember exactly what it was because for me, it was my first date, really. So it was like quite in the a entire world. In my life. Well, yeah, because I'd never really dated with my ex girlfriend before you. Yeah. Because we just started seeing each other. We knew each other so well when we even started yeah. sort of going out. So yeah. I guess we'd go on dates, but, but it, you kind it of wasn't like a getting to know someone date. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we. And we were going to meet for coffee. It was meant to be that we were meeting for coffee. And then we mm. got there and I just said, I actually don't drink coffee. Like, <laughs> and then you were like, how would you feel about going for some food? So we went, so we went for... Um, so brazen of me. We went oh. to your favourite place in Chinatown, <gasps> Pho. Yeah, still my favourite place. was your favourite place then? It still, is. it still is. still yeah. is the best Pho in town. Before Pho became like... Uh, Fe, sort of, Fe uh, as we call it actually. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you're the one who taught me. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got to change that up. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we went there and I'd never eaten with chopsticks before or anything. And it was, yeah. you laughed at me. Uh, um, and I, got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I was, I had more of it Aww. on me than in me. You're so but, uh, white. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, listeners, I, John I, is blonde hair, blue eye, and white, and the, the whitest of whites. In, in yeah, the... I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we went there and we had like a nice meal. I think I think it kind of maybe broke a bit of a an initial sort of awkwardness barrier because mm. it was just me, me looking like an idiot with the. Mm. Um, Did you pay? Then, sorry. Did you pay for the for the fo- for the fur? Um, I don't know. Did you I? did. Yes, I did. Yeah. How do you not remember? Yeah. You were like, no, no, it's fine. I'll uh... okay. Yeah, because I remember being like, that's nice. Even though like I don't expect it, but I just thought that's a really nice gesture. Uh, I, I, and I'm not even going to pretend like for anyone who knows me knows I'm famously quite tight with my money. Yeah, um, but you I are. try not to be in the important moments in my life and things like that. Yeah, we we were quite equal in our relationship because we were both fucking poor and in London and fucking we were both so. Yo, know, actually, you were well better off than I. Like you had you 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 were so good at saving, whereas I just splurged on shit. Well, I've always lived my life as if I was like poor and like and then at moments like right now because i'm a musician who mm. as you can imagine isn't really working a great deal mm. um so it's kind of paying off for me now because now i'm yeah. able to live off those savings a bit savings uh, what even are those <laughs> <laughs> look you like you i don't i need savings but i also i don't have anything any really tangible things in my life or as you do so um mm. Yeah, it's just di- I guess that? it's different different ways of looking it's at different it. Different ways of saving, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, so our first day, so after what after we had fur, we went to yeah. the Manchester Art Gallery, didn't we? Yeah, and because uh, yeah. um I used to spend a lot of time just wandering around Manchester and I, yeah. I remember Manchester Art Gallery was one of my favourite places. So yeah, I think yeah. I'd just convinced you to go there with me. Mm. Yeah, um, it was good. You didn't I didn't need much convincing. I thought it was great. We yeah. did loads of art stuff, didn't we? Loads of like sightseeing and walking and all the free shit, the free museum. Yeah, as long as it was free. That was that was all it was, really. It was just as long like, as it was free. I wanted to stay out a bit longer because I'm having a nice time. If I <laughs> spend any more money. 
<laughs> well, there's this beautiful art gallery. <laughs> and then you'd talk about the art as if you'd know you what you were talking about. I do sort of remember walking around and trying to guess what the paintings were about and stuff. <laughs> um, so I don't funny? think I ever tried to claim that I knew what I was talking about, though. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, act- yeah maybe you did a little bit. Maybe you did, though. You do know a lot about art, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, that was a good first date, wasn't it? So how long did we date for? To my... Uh, I mean, I t- it was about two years, right? Was it mm, longer than that? It was just over two years, wasn't it? Just over two years. That's what I remember it as. <sighs> Do you remember when our anniversary was? a year was? up north and then a year down south. That's what I think about it as yeah, well. Yeah. Which, it, it, in like, you know, when you look at other long-term relationships, it wasn't really that long, but I felt like so much had happened within those two years. Yeah, well, your so dad passed much. away as well, didn't he, during mm, that time? Yeah, so that I think, obviously yeah. was a big thing. Yeah, that was a big thing. And, like, you were really there for all of that and, like... Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier and <laughs> I probably didn't want to get into this until later, but uh, oh. we'll talk about it now. No, that's cool. Um, and I was ta- I was th- thinking about how, like, it's really weird to consider that my future partner won't know my dad and you were the last boyfriend to ever know oh, my so family. I not really thought that like that. Dynamics, yeah. um, which is like, it's really nice, actually, that we, we had that and you really engaged integrated into my family and I really integrated into yours and that was a really special thing actually the more I think back you know even with your you know your mum and how supportive she is of me she's always been so supportive like she would integrate me into the family pretty she did it pretty much straight away like I remember getting a stocking not long after we first started dating I've never had a stocking before because my family just don't do that kind of stuff and then she'd do things like she'd make bang bang chicken on Christmas Eve (laughs) for the Christmas Eve buffet and stuff and really trying to accommodate me yeah I think that that was a very sweet and also mis- maybe misguided no. attempt at, at, at like oh my trying gosh. to integrate you, but yeah. No, no, but the, oh, that means so, it does really mean a lot. Like, yeah. it's it's so sweet and it's so well-intentioned. Like, yeah. how could you take that any other way? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. So I really did appreciate that. And like, I think from both sides as well, you hanging out with my family, Hang, playing with my baby cousins and like you really yeah. developed a relationship with them I think that's the hardest part of like breaking up from someone is when you, you're severed from those dynamics as well in terms yeah. of a relationship like you don't just lose that person but you also lose the the relationships that you built with their families and seeing you you know interact with my cousins and everything like that was like really nice yeah um, and I, I think it's also like why after a breakup it's quite important to I think one of the reasons we've been able to maintain a friendship is because we actually gave each other loads of space like almost straight away yeah like it wasn't like we were still trying to like I wasn't still trying to hang out with your family or anything yeah I hate it when people do that it's it's a lovely thought Mm, I think it's just it is just (laughs) it's it comes it comes from a nice place because you feel like I've made these friends why should I lose them just because I'm losing you Mm. But also at the same time that doesn't work like that no it doesn't you need to give each other the space to to yeah. if you want to maintain friendships and stuff um you need to appreciate the fact that something bigger than that has happened which is your relationship has ended mm-hmm. and doesn't mean to say you can't have some kind of relationship further down the line but you certainly need a lot of time and a lot of space oh yeah it was it was actually a friend of mine who said that to me 
he said like if you want to sort of maintain a friendship with someone after a breakup i think yeah. the only way is is to give them loads of time and loads of space straight away was that about our relationship or was that just yeah i remember because I, I was obviously like a bit broken up and and like yeah. um I talked to him about it mm. and uh, he just gave me that bit of advice and I found it, I thought it was really yeah, good. Thought... It's also worked out badly for me in other times where it seems as though I'm being really cruel and distant, like straight away. No, um, I didn't feel like you, that. Because I don't think that we were like, well, we had that, I think what happened with us is we had like, what is it, two or three months where we still had to live together? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> After but, we'd broken up. But it was actually quite healthy though, because yeah. literally the night that we broke up, you slept downstairs on the airbed in the living yeah, like, room like, for the rest of the... Yeah. <laughs> like, you did it for a while, didn't I? I can't believe you did that. And like, you, we didn't break it once. Like, not once did you like, were like, let me just sleep in our bed. And I just stayed in the bed the entire time. I think we'd we'd had arguments and we'd upset mm. each other and then we broke up and then we sort of weren't upset with each other anymore oh, no. but we just yeah. knew it was the right thing to do to yeah. stay broken up and it wasn't that yeah. difficult to to sort of keep it that way yeah totally that's, that's <laughs> I was like seemed at the time. no joke stay away <laughs> yeah. so so yeah. why did why did we break up do you think um I, I don't know that's one of those questions that's difficult because I mean obviously I know but what I mean to say is like you have probably a different perception to what I have. Well, I want to hear your that. perspective of that. Why did still, you? Think? Okay, I still it's been long enough now. Yeah. Um, I, uh, for me, I just think that we had stopped being a relationship and just started living together, and and it was like a really sort of sad but quite mm. natural end to a relationship. And mm. um, I think that we weren't being kind to each other anymore, mm. and and our interactions weren't sweet and and um affectionate anymore they were just kind of like i don't know I just I, we'd spent a lot of time apart because you'd been going up north a lot to see to my dad family, yeah. understandably yeah i think you'd fallen out of love with being living in london and i was just at the, that point in time falling in love with living in london mm. um it was it was more than one thing wasn't it, it was loads of yeah. things yeah yeah, it was it was a whole it was compounded issues I think together and I think definitely us moving in together was it was good for a time but I think I think we started I think we were friends I think we had a really good friendship um but I think it did become very like we resented each other because we didn't want to be in this anymore and I remember and I regret a lot of like how I was and I think thinking back now I was so torn up with everything going on with my family yeah and then also I guess thinking about this relationship and whether it was right for me um that I projected so, I put so much on you so much on you like and you were so patient and it, got, it did get to the point where like it you know would snap but like you were so tolerant of so much. I just remember speaking to you like shit so much. I sort of do remember that. I just, like, I, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sorry. It's like, it's really weird thinking back because it's so far removed from who I am. Yeah, but I'm not a saint either in that situation because I am um, like, I was basically feeling, I remember thinking, Right, the lease on the house ends at this sort of point. <laughs> April think, it was, wasn't I'm, it? I, yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. If things don't improve soon, I think I'm gonna have to break. We're gonna have to break up. Mm, I think really we both felt that. Not wanting to, 
but like knowing that it was on the cards and it's not really fair to be in a relationship with someone when you know that's on the cards and I think I let that go on for Mm. not for ages but for a bit longer than I should have done I think we Um, both did we both did because we didn't want to hurt each other well we did break up briefly didn't we at one point and then get back together so I think and then even when we got back together we kind of there was a sense that we both knew it was yeah, it probably right. not gonna last. Yeah. Well, pretty much because we got we still got back together and just all the just everything just went bad again, didn't it? Quite <laughs> why did you feel? Why why did we not just say something earlier? Like, I know. Did you thinking back now, like we could have saved so much misery, but yeah, but that's also probably why I haven't had a long term relationship since you, because mm. I I um I'm now so much more honest with myself, mm. and I think it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it does mean that. It's like that. I haven't. I've, I've maybe missed out on opportunities because I was less willing to compromise. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it, these situations, these relationships, do teach you what you want and what you don't want out of a relationship. And I remember us having a. We went to our, one of our favorite vegetarian restaurants down the road from where we lived in Tooting, yeah. and like I was like, "So, what would you look for in the future then?" And then you were like, "I, I would ideally like someone who's into music because, like, the way in the way that you are, like." I love music to a very superficial sense. <laughs> you know, my little mixes, Taylor Swift, my musical. That's the thing is, though, I think that, that <laughs> like that, your love of music is just as um, pure. It's just that you don't love it as a lifestyle. Like yeah, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I think for you, you said it was quite important to to find someone who probably understood that a bit more. And there's probably so many things that you omitted in terms of what you actually wanted. I don't from. really remember this. I remember it. Sorry, I remember it I clear as day. Because <laughs> so I was like, I resent you because I'm not yeah. into music in that way. I, fuck you because I can't play the piano or the guitar or sing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I remember that quite well. But yeah, I think it was a lot of, a lot of things compounded. And like you, you, you took on a lot. <clears throat> and for someone so young as well, I think. And we, you know, we were all together for a year before things started really getting really shit for my family. You really took on a lot in that relationship. Um, Because I remember even things like, I just remember like being anxious the entire time we lived in London together. Yeah. Because I remember like waking up and having panic attacks and you having to like Mm. calm me down and stuff. And some of them were so like nonsensical, those three, not nonsensical, but it didn't make sense. Like I remember I was having a panic attack because I had a pain in my shoulder and I had a full bone panic attack in like the middle of the night. And that was all because of like the anxiety that I felt around my dad dying or before he was dying, you know, I used to have so many bad dreams and like, that's obviously going to impact a relationship when, you know, especially when we live together, like, you know, it's a lot for anyone to take on. Um, Yeah. So I really thank you for that because it was, it was a really, I couldn't have done it without you, basically, without you and your family and just like being there and stuff like that. I, I really would have struggled, I think, being by myself in that way. Um, um, I, it's sort of making me quite emotional here to talk about <laughs> like that because obviously I didn't really know at the time. Mm. I, I just, I, um, I remember, I remember because I had my own issues that I've mm-hmm. dealt with a little bit maybe before I met you and a little bit while I was with you. Yeah. Um, like with mental health and stuff. Mm. And I, um, I think that it was, 
it's one of those things once you've been through it yourself it does make it a lot easier to understand why someone else is going through it yeah especially like i don't think any i don't even think you'd need to have experienced it yourself to know that why you were going through it it was an obvious thing like Mm. and anyone going through that level of stress that you were going through because i mean the timing was so poor really in terms of Mm. when we moved to london and everything that happened yeah yeah it was but yeah it was the right thing to do i still don't i don't think that you should ever look back at that period and think it wasn't the right thing to do because it's propelled you to where you are now and um, i know i know everyone would be everyone probably is proud of you Mm. for doing what you did so yeah thank you yeah i think i think it was really important for me that i got my dad's blessing and he he did he encouraged me to go go forth and wonder um so I'm, i'm so glad because you know there's there's parents that can really hold you back and really want to just keep you within the nest and they were yeah. never like that they they knew that our careers were important to us they instilled that in us to have that drive and ambition and i think that's something that all three of me and my sisters have always had is that willingness to like progress in our yeah. lives um so and that comes yeah. that comes from your dad i think mm. I mean, your mom and your dad but your dad my dad's properly you were like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think he um, would ever have wanted you to like be sort of stale and being in one mm. place at all. Mm. I think um, was I? Yeah, because I think if he if he knew that we broke up, because <laughs> he obviously passed away whilst we were together, he was always quite worried about me dating a musician. <laughs> I know, I, I, like that, that was obvious. <laughs> it was obvious. I, I, I felt like I felt like I regularly had to, I tried to sort of justify I, I I think that your parents came around <laughs> to the fact that I was a musician quite quickly because I think mm. they liked the fact that I got involved with like karaoke and things like that <laughs> I think that I genuinely oh my God, remember, loved like, it. feeling like it was so like I really wanted to win your parents over like you always do in a relationship mm. you know um and um and I think that just like not saying no or being awkward about singing and things. Yeah, they loved was, was, it. Was my way because trust me, I was awkward and I didn't <laughs> want to do it. But like, I, I, I wanted to do it because I wanted to sort of prove that. All right, they know I'm a musician. I, I, <laughs> I, I want them to feel like like this I'm not just lying yeah. about it. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Oh, sorry, John. Just bear with me one second. My a car beeping outside. It's my phone. Just one second. I'm recording. Stay, stay there. Someone what? Sorry. Someone's left food for me downstairs. I think it's Laura, oh, who sweet. I work with. I know. What Laura. was it? It's a like a bun. Oh yeah, I'm glad you went and got it. Yay. Oh, that's downstairs. Mm. Oh, she dived straight in. <laughs> I, was, I was eating a lift. Laura, my friend, <laughs> dropped it off. How cute. Um, okay, so where were we up to? Excuse me, I'll stop eating. So did you think at any point there were any parts of me being Chinese that played into our relationship at all? Um, the, um, what do you mean by played into our relationship? As in like, was it, rele- was it relevant or did it at any point did you think, oh, Viv's Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I think it would be really foolish of me to say that it didn't at any point play into our relationship or have mm. a role or anything. Mm. Um, I don't think it's why we got together. Mm. Um, and I think it's, uh, I think that, I, I don't know, it's very difficult because I, at the time I, I just sort of was really enjoying, I think, getting to know 
you and then also a big part of that was getting to know your your culture and stuff because I, I like I guess I um just thought of you as like Warringtonian mm. <laughs> like and uh and then when and maybe this is just a, a really sort of I definitely learned a lot from being with you mm. I think but I think my assumption was just that you lived the same kind of lifestyle that I did mm. and then when I actually met your family and we did stuff together it was very Chinese and, yeah and in terms of from my perspective maybe not so much from yours but like yeah, yeah. to me um it like so I was quite surprised that like your parents were like actually had come over from Hong Kong and mm. and all that stuff like that was all like a bit of a surprise to me because it was different um, to your to how you grew up I think I thought you were like when I initially met you on our first date and I heard mm. your accent and stuff I just assumed you were like really integrated and just very western mm. and and which I guess you are that's mm. you can tell I don't really know what I'm talking about here so I, I see what you mean like something. yeah because I guess like you would have seen the more the British side of me when we first yeah. met and then having having then been exposed to my family and like going to dim sum yeah. with us and even the first time you ever met my family we went we met at a um chinese restaurant didn't we yeah and we, it was glamorous in manchester wasn't it it was, it was your mum's birthday yeah was, no your auntie's birthday it was someone's i can't remember whose birthday it was but it was the first time <laughs> it, it was guma's birthday yeah guma's birthday <laughs> Um, and it was the first time that you'd met my entire family and there was karaoke yeah. involved. And I was like, John's a musician. He can sing karaoke. I didn't meet your dad that day. No. Uh, because he was away at the time. I think mm. he was in Hong Kong. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, um, and, uh, yeah and, and no, it was a big surprise. It was a big surprise and it was a culture shock. And to be honest, I actually, um, I think that that's one of the things that's fed into my, like, um, my wanderlust now and my traveling that I do because mm. I think seeing that culture and, and like enjoying being the odd one out a little bit was something that I kind of ended up craving a little bit after we weren't together and mm. then that then sort of going away and traveling was a way to sort of I mean I always wanted to travel anyway but um, mm. I, so I have actually spent quite a lot of time in Asia yeah since we were together um, since so we went mm. to Hong Kong together didn't we which I think is something we're going to talk about, I'm sure. Mm. But like, also, like, um, after that, I've since been to mainland China, and I've also been to um, Japan and uh, mm. and the Philippines, which is sort of quite culturally different. But yeah, um, so I, I spent a bit of time over there, and that's I think probably my interest in it is does come from being with you mm. and getting to see it from that Just side see. of family. And, and yeah. I, I don't think I'd really even the food side of things really eaten much of the food until I mm. met you. Cause I just, mm. I come from a very, very, very British family and mm. um, with, with very little sort of integration from any, any, any other, mm. like n- n- my brothers and sisters have always been with other sort of people from the same background. Mm. So it, yeah, I I think that it it was just exciting for me. I think it, if anything, it was a mm. it was a sort of unexpected bonus. See, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of thing I was worried about saying. Did uh, <laughs> it just slips out? God, did um did I ever talk about? Because I don't think we did talk about this much, and I feel like this is something that I've only developed recently is my voice in terms of like, you know, speaking about the hardships and the struggles that yeah. um, 
Chinese That's and Eastern Southeast Asian. That's definitely happened more Asian. since we were together. You were always yeah. more socially conscious than me, though. I reckon. Yeah. Like, I always... Yeah. You um, were always more aware um, of stuff like that, probably just because you'd experienced it more, and I hadn't. Yeah, exactly, but, I guess. Yeah. I don't think you were aware, but <clears throat> I, I, I can. it doesn't surprise me that you've found this mm. sort of avenue in life yeah i guess because obviously the the system benefits you the most being a white man um like maybe but then yeah maybe maybe like me having those experiences of being a woman of being chinese definitely yeah those lived experiences are really hard to you can't really put yourself in someone else's shoes um did we talk about things like racism or did we talk about anything like that in our relationship because i don't recall yeah, we, we did, did we, we, yeah. we were very aware when we were an interracial couple mm. i don't think that we ever experienced any um any racism or any issues from that not um, together no well i certainly mm. don't but then i could have just been blind to it because yeah i wasn't I, the one that was I don't know, likely to notice it. But. I, I definitely think, like, I experience a lot of microaggressions that I it surpassed me un, until I think back. Um, right. and, and just people saying certain things that were insensitive <clears throat> that didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but looking back, it was still, it was still said because of my ethnicity. What was that coming? Coming mm. through people you met from my my side or i mean I, i'm possibly, not i'm not I don't yeah. have to name anyone I'm no just, yeah I'm just possibly interested. there's no particular instances that i think like oh yikes but um but and and you know everyone of your every member of your family is so lovely and you know so so supportive of everything that i do even now um so i don't think particularly your family directly i think just thinking back to my time in london and I guess more so the wider, like working with people who said certain things, like someone just saying to me, Oh, you eating dim sum there, Viv? And I was just eating like a boots meal deal or something, like really, really. <laughs> yeah, like, I shouldn't laugh at that, but yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was like, funny. <laughs> but like looking back, I, I, I used to laugh along with that. And I think yeah. I very much so when we were together, I wasn't that socially aware of the wider scope of what was going on. And that was at a time of my life where I definitely did assimilate and I enjoyed being Chinese and I became a lot prouder of being Chinese, but I certainly hadn't articulated and developed a a voice to be like, right, like this is not okay. You can't say that to me or, you know, just calling it out when it should be called out because I didn't have that many Chinese friends, really. I had my family, but we didn't talk about that stuff. Other than people from your family, your cousins and stuff, Mm. um, you didn't seem to have many Chinese friends no no and it's only recently I would say uh, developed friendships with people who actually um I can talk to about this kind of stuff in a very safe space so can I ask you have you dated anyone Chinese since <laughs> that, that's such a loaded question no it's not it is, it's, it's it's very... you know, you know <laughs> no I don't, yeah but the listeners don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I have um mm. and um not specifically like Hong Kong, Chinese, mm. or whatever. But um, yeah, I have. Um, mm. I don't know if maybe that's just because I. Uh, well, no, I think it's just because I was attracted to. Mm. And, um, you had and, a lot in common, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, and and then also understanding the culture a little bit more mm. maybe makes it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, 
you kind of more familiarised. We have actually discussed this before, haven't we? The fact that because I because um, you talk about it on your podcast quite a lot that if you know a guy who's dated other Asian girls, it makes <laughs> you not want to see them. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and I I kind of understand it because there is a and from my perspective because I've dated more than one Asian girl, there's there's sort of um, there's also like a bit of a stigma attached to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like because there is, there's a stigma just in general about white guys and, and well, not even necessarily white guys, but just sort of you, interracial couples. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and so if you do it more than once, it then starts to become a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's not an exclusive thing. That's what I like. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, you, you find people attractive. And I guess maybe having been with, um, with, one before you're more potentially inclined to be with another i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you could tell that this i think i actually when you sent me the questions i don't think i spotted this one was this on that nope (laughs) (laughs) sorry i threw that in i think um i think that there's certainly nuances to the conversation like You know, you having dated a, a two Asian women doesn't necessarily mean you have a fetish, because one could argue that it also means that you you understand the culture more, you understand the struggles, you understand, you know, the the perspective a bit more. Um, but I, it's still is a something very loaded word as well. I've got to say. Well, it is though, isn't it? Because you assume a lot of things from from that person. You know, having having. But then you could argue that those stereotypes are smashed because, you know, I certainly don't subscribe to a lot of those stereotypes and being oh, kind of yeah. like submissive and docile and stuff like that. Like, you, you know how you could, yeah, outspoken. Like, def- 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 like and- seeing as you're, you're the first Asian girl I was with, that's definitely not the impression I got about Asian girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, definitely. I think... Yeah, the the stigma is definitely real. I mean, it's a very minute struggle for a white man compared to the struggles of an Asian woman. So we'll we'll put that out there <laughs> that it's not. Oh yeah, comparable. Oh yeah, like but, yeah. I'm, no, I'm yeah. Not, I'm in any way like trying <laughs> to say that I um I have a major issue with people having um the conversation. Yeah. So has someone ever asked you? Have people asked you? I guess if you have spoken with other Asian women, have you dated Asian women before? Do you get asked that? Or yeah, you... yeah. Mm. Um, and I'll be honest, like um, I'm generally quite an open and like honest and fairly candid person. I like to think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You're probably better to comment on. No, that you are. Me, but... You are. I agree. But I um I know that I do. It's kind of like a white lie, but I do sometimes <laughs> just not try not to reveal it. Right. Why? Because, I, Why? because I know how you feel about it. I don't that's, think I'd have yeah. been as bothered if it wasn't for that. That's not necessarily how they would feel, though. I know. I know no, a Chinese woman who aren't because bothered. I know that you like don't like. So what? I think I, eventually it would always come out at some point. Mm. Like, so I, I, I wouldn't like. I would just sort of wait and not say straight away on the first day. Oh yeah, I've dated an Asian girl. <laughs> Guess like, what? I've dated yeah. an Asian girl before. Um, Badge. But I think I think yeah you're right. I don't think everyone would look at it the same way you do. Um, yeah, because I've spoken with women, Chinese women, who were just like, "Doesn't bother me. 
doesn't bother me at all. Um, so it, it, it does depend on it. It is more complicated than that because, you know, I've dated um, people of, I guess, of mixed ethnicity, all, all sorts of ethnicities. And so that could also fall back on me like, oh, so you have a thing for this race, that ethnicity, um, so yeah. to speak. So, so yeah, it's it's certainly more complicated and, and more nuanced than you know if you have dated asian girls equals you have asian fetishization or whatever it might be just to take away the sort of the the race side of the conversation and just like like i know it's something you should never really do but let's just put that to one side for a moment and look at it from a human just a human attraction perspective like you it's okay for someone to say i like blondes right or i like um like, but there are actually quite a lot of qualities in sort of in people of different races that are pretty much exclusive qualities, like in terms of like your eyes, maybe, or your, your hair or your skin tone or whatever. And it's mm. sort of, it's considered okay to say, I like someone with a tan and blonde hair and, and, and like long legs or whatever, but it's not okay to say I like, <laughs> cause I guess it just sounds so different, but like it, it it's not okay to say I like someone of a mm. specific re- well I suppose it is okay but it's made it's made to seem as if mm. it's not okay to say you like someone of a specific race because there's less there's way less damaging connotations when it comes to someone who is blonde haired tanned and whatnot whereas mm. like say and and the uh, Kai who I spoke with on the podcast last time um he was talking about how like when people say I like black women, well, if you look at like the continent of Africa, which which part of Africa are we talking about? Are we talking about are we talking about Egypt? We're we talking about Morocco? We're we talking about um, Nigeria? And if we think about Asian women specifically, I like the features of Asian women. It's assuming that we are a monolith and we all look a certain way. You know, even our yeah. eye shapes are very different. Some of us have monolids, some of us have double lids. Um, our hair color, the, the texture of our hair, it's not just straight. It's not, it's curly, yeah. it's wavy. To skin tone, uh, I've met so many Asian women who have widely different skin tones to me, some darker, some lighter. And so when you say like, Oh, I like a specific, uh, I like Asian girls because of the way they look. It's like, but you're then assuming that we all look a certain yes. way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's, that's a really good point. I'm not mm. going to try and really rebuttal that. There that's, we go. That's made me rethink it a little bit, but, yeah. um, no buts. No, no, but I can't. No, <laughs> we have, we are educating on this <laughs> podcast. Um, I would implore you to listen to the last podcast episode because it addresses a lot of these things. Oh, right. So now I'm <laughs> just repeating and making it no, worse. No, no, no. No, you're not making it worse. We are having I'm... an open discussion because it is very important to hear the perspectives of, um, you know, being in an interracial relationship and, and having these discussions because you've been very open to be like, okay, actually, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because no one probably would have had that discussion yeah. with you directly. And so now we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can go forth with that knowledge. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing that's um, has been good about um, like uh, us maintaining our French, uh, mm. friendship and um, mm-hmm. is is uh, like learning and, and, and sort of, especially since you've become more involved with um, 
like social issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. I um I I feel like I learn quite a lot from oh. your, like from speaking to you or from from your like yeah. Instagram posts and stuff like that. It's the things oh, that I haven't you. really considered yeah. from my like privileged perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm really glad to hear. I think I think it's you know because people don't normally they wouldn't necessarily message you and be like, I've learned a lot, but I'm glad that it's having some resonance. Cause one thing that I am very conscious of is that, um, a lot of the people that I speak with on Instagram, for example, are East or Southeast Asian and they're the ones that I engage with the most. And it doesn't, and I wonder like, is this hitting the people that actually need to hear it as well? It's good to hear that it's actually reaching who we need to reach, you know, the, the people that benefit the most. Yeah, and, and you, well, you say that you already know this stuff, but I, I think you're so much more, you've got the language for it now because you've gotten used to speaking about it. Mm. Um, so, like, you didn't really have the language the same way you do now no, when we were together. No, I didn't. So I think it's not, you might know the stuff, but you might not have the ways to articulate it. Mm. So. Yeah, I think we, we always, I had the lived experiences, always had the lived experiences, just never, yeah, that, language like you said and I think for me that's been a massive it's been such a benefit to be able to talk about it in that in this kind of way um so moving on (laughs) what were the best moments of our relationship um obviously I I, I'm not hesitating here because there was there was so few (laughs) and like I'm I'm sort of just I'm trying to think in terms of like um for me, that the relationship in general, like I said before, um, was uh, it was all positive in terms of where, where it took us both in our lives. It was, I think, for me, it was just what I needed at the right time in my life, mm. um, and um, you definitely inspired me to do new things. And, and I, I think um, our like some of our trips we did together were really cool because it was sort of we we didn't really do that much um sort of generic stuff i think everything we did when we traveled together was always like a challenge or something i think everything mm. about um a lot of what i got from being with you was was sort of challenging like, <laughs> ch- like no no ch- challenging what had been up till that point quite a mm. sort of just a a nice but sort of um closed off life mm. a little bit and mm. then i went from being with you and and, and you know being integrated a little bit into your culture and and uh and then when we went away like we um we traveled to places like morocco yeah that was hong cool. kong and yeah even when we went to europe we went to like warsaw in poland yeah yeah, yeah. and um, so like i think that um you like we were we were good at sort of challenging each other and and opening up mm. each other's world a bit mm. and certainly for me i definitely feel like i say if, if Someone recently told me that they think that life is lived in chapters, and um, I think that the meeting you opened up definitely opened up a mm. new chapter in my life mm. and led to the next chapter in my life. Mm. Um, You're welcome. And I think, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say anything nice about me. Don't worry. <laughs> but I, I, um, yeah. And so, I, I mean, I don't know if you want me to pinpoint like a specific thing. No, you can say but, whatever you um, want. I think. Um, I think when we went to, because when we went to Hong Kong, it wasn't all like a bed of roses. I, I do remember. No, that we, we had, had some fallings out. We did. Um, I blame but, the heat uh, rush. <laughs> yeah, you and my temper. 
but I do remember like I remember going to that like big family party. Oh my gosh, yeah. That was really, village that's meal. always stuck in my mind as a really fun event. Oh my god, it was awesome, um, wasn't it? It was yeah. like a big restaurant that we hired out. The, my dad's village hired it out. So Sartine, which is where my dad's from. And then I can't remember what it was to celebrate. It was something that came up within the village's like kind of like celebrations and there was lots of drink involved. People kept trying to drink with you because you were like the only white guy there. Yeah, from my perspective, there wasn't very much drink involved at all. What? <laughs> People I, were getting pissed? Yeah, they, they were, but like, that w- <laughs> it wasn't really it wasn't really about It was more the food, it just, wasn't there was it? Like, there was like five people there getting pissed, and everyone else was just there for the food. Oh my God, the food was so good as well. And we yeah. saw my aunties, and everyone was together. It was so nice. It was really, yeah. Mm. I also think that, like, you getting involved with my family and my nieces and stuff mm. really nice as yeah, well I and i think this vice versa like me getting involved with your family and, yeah. and stuff was nice yeah yeah i agree i miss them a lot um because i think that's 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 where it hurts me the most when i think about relationships that i've had and like mm. the, the the babies that are no longer in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're all grown up now i know yeah. um do you remember that time in hong kong when we went to disneyland and <laughs> Uh, you do you want to tell the story in terms of what I, happened? I don't know what the story is. The story was that uh, we were sat on a bench, and then this couple, I think from mainland China, came up to us asking for oh. a photo, and we thought they wanted us to take a photo of them, like just being in Disneyland. And it turns out they wanted a photo with you by yourself. Yeah. And like you said, like you felt like a monkey in a cage because it was the first time you've ever felt alienated or othered in a situation yeah. where you, you've obviously been the majority so to speak um so how was that experience for you yeah that's a really i it's weird because that has since happened a few more times like on my travels and mm. stuff um but i'm not i'm not going to lie and say that i think at the time i said that i felt like a monkey in a cage and stuff but i think i meant i sort of still meant it in quite a light-hearted oh way. yeah of course yeah yeah it was meant yeah. in a very light-hearted I, way yeah you I never def- took it as like yeah you know anything bad i definitely was never offended by it no or, or, and um like when i was in mainland china, china it happened a lot more and mm. it happened a lot to my friends as well mm, mm. um and i think just sort of embraced it and kind of tried to enjoy it mm. a little bit. And, mm. and I, honestly, that is such, like, I appreciate that I'm speaking completely from like a position of like white privilege and like, <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm not going to like um, try and no try yeah. and dress it up and, and make it sound like I was offended in any way. Cause no. I definitely wasn't. Um, it, it is. I think it was just interesting and unique to feel the experience of being a minority, but in a way that almost felt like a novelty. Mm. So it's not, not in a way that helped put it in perspective for me. I saw yeah. there's like a bit of how it can put it in perspective, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. It's those moments. It's not even a little bit the same. So I'm not going to try and dress it up like it was. I understand what you mean. It's like, it's an uncomfortable yeah. moment, but it's a fleeting moment and it doesn't impact your life in a way yeah. that is detrimental. Um, so it, but yeah, yeah, it was funny to see though. <laughs> it's what I, I wanted to say about it. I was a little a bit offended by was was well because it was all a bit of a shock and we didn't know it was going to happen because we totally misread the situation. Thought they wanted us to take a picture of them. Yeah, yeah. And then when he was taking a picture of 
her, her yeah. with me. Yeah. It was like kind of cute and funny at first. Yeah. And then when she, he was trying to get her to touch me <laughs> and she was like shy and didn't really want to do it. That was, that was a bit uncomfortable. It, okay, it was uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah. Because it's like she clearly did not want to touch you. No, <laughs> and yeah. her boyfriend was like, put your hand on her sh- his shoulder. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to touch this man, this stranger. It's very unfair, actually, of her boyfriend to do that. To ask yeah. her to do that, like, what would? Do they think that you're going to bring them prosperity and, like, I don't know? I've touched a white man. I don't know. Oh, it's quite yeah. funny. Yeah, and they and they weren't that gracious afterwards. I don't think. No, no. But, the, but, the, like when it happened in mainland China, it was actually a lot more. So it was less. At least they came up and asked. You know, like yeah, yeah. Um, when when it happens, um, like. When you're just walking around, you can see people are sort of just lifting up their camera a bit and trying mm. to take a picture of you. Mm. But again, I, I, my way of dealing with that when I saw it was just to like wave at them and just like go <laughs> and sort yeah, of just yeah. make a joke of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some people that were living in China for a long period of time and said that they really grew to dislike that. Mm. But then other people who just said they just always tried to just treat it as if they were a celebrity you know <laughs> yeah. and like try and try and make see. the most of it yeah yeah it's, it's a fascination isn't it because a lot of them wouldn't have ever or don't come across um other ethnicities that often yeah. i think it's just china's a massive country and and mm. it's also a very beautiful country where you can like we we can holiday in England. We just don't do it probably as much as we should. Whereas know, in China, they, yeah. I think they're a bit better at um, you know actually being tourists in their own country. Mm, yeah, totally. Um, so to I guess to round things off, what did you learn from being in our relationship? Um, I think I think I kind of touched on that a little yeah. bit before. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think mostly I just learned um, what I wanted from a relationship a little bit more because I was still fairly inexperienced in terms of having dated or anything like that. Mm. When even when we broke up, you were still only the second girl I'd ever dated. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, I think I uh, I learned to be a little bit more, a little bit less compromising which is weird isn't it you no. think it would be more the other way because no, no. compromise is a good thing in relationship and i think i always told myself that and then ended up in relationships that was you know that like i ended up in a situation like like we did where i was probably like weren't as happy as we should have been yeah for a while you're setting your standards aren't you i think yeah maybe that's what yeah. it is i've had some like some experiences since um, being with you that have made me realize like okay it's it's nice dating and stuff like mm-hmm. that but it also can be really hurtful mm-hmm. if you don't do it correctly and, and because I was so new to dating so late in life mm. I learned a lot of lessons the hard way mm. um, both for myself and on other people and it's not nice you know mm. not it's the most important thing is to just be kind you know mm-hmm. and like and not be horrible or or you know make people feel upset or anything like that so Dating can be hard because it's so hard not to. If you if you if you've had a nice time with someone but you realise you don't really want to continue it, it's very difficult to ever finish it in a way that's like nice. It's mm. like it, there is nice ways of doing it, but even the nicest ways still can be upsetting. It still so. can be cruel, yeah. Because yeah, even if you're nice about ending it, it still hurts the other person. It's still that impact of like, well, I don't 
want to be with you. Yeah. So it still, it does hurt still. And you learn not to assume as well that they're any more invested than you are. Yeah. Have you been burnt by that at all? Yeah, because I, 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 I think I had a, a short-lived like dating thing with a girl for a while, and then I, I sort of tried to um, make it out as if like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm worried I'm giving you the wrong impression that I want more and mm. all this stuff. And then she was like, "What made you think that? Mm. Like, yeah. like, what made you think I wanted you any more than you wanted me?" Yeah, and I, I was just like, you know what? Yeah, man. Fair <laughs> yeah, good on you. Good on you. And I realized I'm, I don't, I need to never make any assumptions again about what other people are feeling it's so funny actually that happened to me quite recently that a guy that i went on three dates with after three days i could just feel him like edging away and then like he texted me being like oh i'm just not sure i'm ready for a relationship and i said and i was like who said <laughs> yeah i was but- looking for a relationship with you like you don't you don't know what's going on in my life and who i'm speaking to and who i'm dating and whatnot exactly. you're not the only person that i'm talking with at the moment it's so weird. So what he did there is mm. exactly what I had done mm. on that occasion. And I just thought, oh, God, that's... She really, like... She was very, very articulate and not rude, but, like, the way she, yeah. the, the way she messaged me, I just thought, okay, I'm going to... Obviously, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to bother her again. I'm not going to reply. Mm. I'm just going to just, like... I'm going to take that hit and actually try and do something with it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Then take the knowledge and then do better in the future. Yeah, that does not mean for a second that I haven't like had my feelings hurt or hurt other people's feelings since then. Mm. But it's just the way. It's. I think it's really nice when you can have a like a thing with someone, and mm. then you both kind of like amicably just sort of like you don't ghost each other. You maybe just mm. sort of slip away a bit from each other, and I think that's kind of it's kind of nice mm. when that happens in a way. Yeah, because then I guess there's less. Severance, is that the yeah. word? You know, you're not, there's no hard feelings on either side. Because we, with those, there wasn't any hard feelings, I don't think. You know, we obviously, we, we said a lot of hurtful things to each other. We, it was very kind of, but mainly, mainly it was, I would say it was quite a healthy relationship. Maybe not for you, but for the most part, for me, it was the healthiest relationship that I've been in, even though it was still not great, <laughs> which probably says a lot about me. <laughs> I, no, I think it was healthy. It seemed healthy to me at the time. It was trusting. Um, it was kind for most part. Yeah. I think it was towards the end that we both like, and, and I think I definitely am very like very complicit in that. Became so, yeah. I, I you know what? I, this is weird because bringing this conversation is generally bringing back memories. Do you remember um, after Nat's wedding? Oh no. No. What were you going to say? The bedding when I when we shot. <laughs> I remember that. When that I was quite, that was the first time we broke up, wasn't it? Yeah. You were it, really surprised because I kind of shouted at me and I was like, "What the fuck I've never is done that this?" Before. Yeah, I was like, oh "My God, fucking hell!" I was just talking about the bedding, but then I was saying it in a very, very like arsy way. I think you just hadn't let up on me for a few hours, and I was just like, <laughs> "You snap." I, think I, I don't I blame just you. Snapped very, very briefly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I remember um, we were talking about how after Nat's wedding, we'd had a really lovely day. My together, sister's wedding, we? like, yeah. It'd been really nice. And mm-hmm. we just realised we didn't love each other the way that Nat and Leo did. Shit, I don't remember that conversation. Uh, I remember. Well, were we still together at that point, though? I think I think maybe um, it was just like the com- one of the conversations we had when we were in the process of breaking up properly. Oh, yeah. Gosh. 
Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, because they're still going strong and they do really exactly. love each other so much. Yeah. They're, they are a great relationship, my sister and her husband. It's, I love it's their good relationship. To have really positive relationships. I see so many so, in my so. life. Yeah, there's so many that I'm like, I would like some of that in the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, was there anything you'd like to say? Do you want to plug your Twitch? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. As long, yeah, as long Do as anyone would still be interested. I, um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm now regularly, um, I'm sort of working towards daily streaming on, on Twitch, uh, certainly during the lockdown. Um, sort of music request shows, very lighthearted, just fun. Um, you just come along. Um, it's all very interactive, so you can uh, get involved as much or as little as you want. Um, and uh, all the requests appear on the screen, and mm-hmm. I'll play them. Sometimes I don't even know them. We do silly little challenges, um, uh, like get me to play guitar behind my head or play ukulele or wear as many <laughs> hats or whatever. <laughs> so it's, really like it's, it's a fun show. Um, and uh, we're having a, we've got a fun little community on there now um, for all my regular shows. Um, and uh, yeah, it's always nice to grow it as well. So it's the same as my Instagram handle, which is John underscore Clapper on Twitch. Okay, great. That was the next question I was going to ask. So people can go and stalk my ex, John underscore Clapper, <laughs> on both platforms. See what you think. See if there's any tagged photos of us still. I don't think there is. Or well, maybe there's one or two, perhaps. There's none on your profile, was there? Because you didn't even I don't have think Instagram. I, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think I ever had like a... Yeah, I, I didn't have an Instagram. You put you actually. I started made it for Instagram. you. I made up that tagline that you still have now. Clapper by name and nature. I can't. You should have paid me for that. that what? You joking? That was brilliant. Have a look. I, I might still have it. Well, I mean, I mean, to be fair though, you did create my jingle for me, <laughs> and I only paid you in fifty pound Amazon vouchers. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, that's a lot more than I expected. I was just oh. um, happy to do it for free. To be honest. That looped pedal guy. Oh, yeah, because you play with the loop pedal, don't you? Which makes cool, funky sounds. Funky sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, John. I appreciate you coming on to my podcast and having this open chat with me about our relationship and everything else. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And it's here on record forever. (laughs) 